Welcome to Switchcraft episode 9. My name is Jana Kemmer and I'm sitting here with my co-host Julian Buono. How's it going lads and lasses? And today we're going to talk about fingerboard spots, parks, realistic spots and wheels. Let's jump right in. Today we're going to start with the news because the news are leading us into a topic because Sorry and the Barracks dropped the video. Exactly, they collaborated on a fingerboard part that was purposefully uh, done on the, on a Barracks recreation in miniature. Yeah, they basically uh, went to the Barracks probably a hundred times to measure everything and uh, to build an exact representation of a of the barracks as a, a fingerboard park. Yeah. And I know that this is a lot of work. Like, we tried measuring a real spot and... Oh yeah, it's, it's a lot of planning, it's a lot of it's tedious. headache. <laughs> yeah, it's tedious as fuck. Yeah, you have to get every measurement, and even if you think you got all the measurements you need, you forgot ten. Yeah, yeah, it, something always pops up. Yeah. So it's a really, really impressive feat. And I mean, uh, the video itself was was cool. They had a, had quite good riders there. Nico Frank was uh, one of the riders, and I I really liked most of the video. But I mean, like um, opinions ob- obviously like differ because it's as always a, a a matter of perspective and of preference, as we tend to say quite often. Yeah. Um, because uh, I, for example, I didn't enjoy the video that much because of the filming, most filming angles at least, weren't what I would expect from a barracks filmer who is used to filming skateboarding and who should know how to recreate those angles. Yeah, to, to clarify what he means, um, a lot of the shots are taken wide angle and... I'm not going to argue about wide angle, close angle. It's more that the way they are shot wouldn't be possible in the real barracks park. Because that would mean the filmer had to either hover in the air or had to film the skater from yeah, across exactly. half the park. And I'm... I didn't really have an issue with it because I think the this video has a bit of a different crowd than the core fingerboard crowd. And I yes, don't think course. the skate crowd would focus that much on the on the way it's filmed. I get your point that it's not as realistic and not as uh, not yeah, as, it's it doesn't um, feel um, like a real. I mean, it, it's it's um, it's mostly um, a matter of potential. Like they were there, they had the perfect park, and they had the perfect riders. Because I know for a fact that if you give Nico Frank, uh, a combo he's good at, he just smashes it down like 10 times in a row and that's it. Yeah, like if you mess so, up the filming, yeah, exactly. you can just, just go just, again. Just take another one, it's cool. Um, so I would have really enjoyed it if it grew to be a perfect product, you know, just mm. a perfect recreation of skateboarding at a miniature barracks with at like the highest level of riding but like in general i really like when people miniaturize skate spots and there are a few that come to mind but still oh, yeah. it's not that often that you see it i 
yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's it's um, it's as we said. It's um, for one, it's tedious work. Second, it takes really time. Also, like you have to have to invest some time into the planning and into um, sourcing materials and stuff like that. So it really um, it's not that much of a common issue because people of just <laughs> are taken aback by. The difficulties, I think. Yeah, but my approach is more like it doesn't have to be an exact representation. For me, it's more like to get the gist of it. And I know we argued quite oh, a bit yeah. about that part because I would be more the side of let's just build it. And if, for example, at a spot we were looking at, the flat has two different angles to it. So it's not flat. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, just make it flat or make it angled in one side and or just yeah, uh, yeah. slanted however it doesn't yeah, have to be the yeah, 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 yeah. exact degree I, I as get the original. what you mean because um, now we just haven't worked on it for weeks because yeah, I yeah. think at some point it's just too was just one visit too much and I know we still would need to visit a couple more times if oh, we yeah, still for sure, for would sure. do it um, the thing is um, for example, uh, the the Makba replica I've actually tried um, is not perfectly uh, the same. It's not perfectly to scale, which wouldn't be possible because you would need six meters of tables just for the ledge. Um, so <laughs> you see how that's not possible. Um, and there's always like the um, arguing between um, realistic and uh, approachable, rideable, fingerboardable. Yeah, because a lot of real-life skate parks aren't that good fingerboard parks. Oh, for sure. Like, for example, um, there are spots that look really cool, but I don't think I would have as much fun riding that. For example, Mm -hmm. the South Banks, uh, which also, sorry, uh, made a miniaturization of. I don't think it's that much fun to ride, because at the end of the day, it's Banks. A couple banks, <laughs> one mani pad that's elevated, and even though in skating that looks really cool since it's a huge drop after a manual or something like that, in fingerboarding it's just not that impressive. And yeah, I, I like it much mean. more if it's a bit of a technical spot and has, in general, just a bit more going for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get that, yeah. But yeah, no, but sure. there are uh, spots that lead themselves to be just a spot and not not a park. For example, the Carlsbad Gap from mm-hmm. uh, LAFB. That one I would really enjoy riding because even the skate spot isn't meant to be sessioned all day. It's it's a big rail, yeah. so you either do something over the big gap or you do something over the big rail. It's not like a park where you cruise around, try a couple things, and yeah. Yeah, so, no lines allowed, just yeah. single takes, basically. Yeah, and for me, the, the South Bank spot has a weird mix between being a park and being uh, being a spot, since yeah, it's yeah. so enclosed. But yeah, that that is in no way meant as an insult or with sorry. It's more that the original spot is is built that way yeah and for so, sure it's just uh it's a matter of preference yeah and <laughs> that is that is the thing you have to keep in mind when building a fingerboard spot because i built myself a park and it turned out to be not as 
great. I mean, I, I like it, but at that point I just didn't know how, exactly what I liked. I don't care as much that it's not perfectly built because yeah. I I can handle that. Like, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I'm not the biggest outdoor rider, but it's yeah, it's like a smooth outdoor spot. <laughs> 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 and yeah, so I don't have a problem with that. I'm gonna put uh, pictures of my park in the show notes. It's more when planning a park and actually building it. It's so different because you you never get the the distances right when just measuring it and actually building it. Even if you prop it up and you can't really ride it at that moment usually. And yeah, it's an interesting process process to do. And I would really like to touch up my park in the future, but I don't think I will because I would basically need to deconstruct yeah. the whole thing. But I, I really got an appreciation for doing parks in a on a bigger scale because my park isn't small, even though it feels small. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get what you mean. Yeah. Because, uh, for example, Black River. I mean, not. I don't think anyone likes all the parks they have done. Yeah. Everyone has their favorite park, uh, like the favorite Black River park, but. They are on a level which is very, very high, and uh, yeah, it's a very high level um, for sure. Like the the whole craftsmanship is really professional, yeah. and uh, the wielding of the rails and stuff like that for sure. Uh, but still, um, I don't think those are like the parks I enjoyed most riding. Um, yeah, and that was also what I had in mind because. Uh, Black River basically is reinventing their park every one every time they do a new version. Like a, a lot of the versions have a lot of in common, mm-hmm. but they Similarities, either yeah, yeah, but they either keep the main section of the last park or or add like a new main thing and mm-hmm. keep the rest relatively same. So it's this weird dance between reinventing and stepping up. Yeah, and I think at this point they just have done so much that it sometimes would pe- would be better to take a step back and do a bit yeah. more simple. Yeah, yeah, maybe from a cre- from a clean slate. Yeah, like completely. Um, yeah, for example, the the stone park. Uh, oh yeah, the stone the park is Asi really uh, at the Asi shop. It's quite simple in its layout, but I really enjoy. Riding that, like it's my favorite park at the Aussie shop. Yeah, I think even mine though as well. the the kink rail is a bitch, but <laughs> it's both both rails are actually bitches to be quite yeah. honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but still, that's um, that's uh, I don't know. That's the perfect mix between rideable and also really challenging. Like those two rails yeah. are hard to ride, but. Nonetheless, you want to get your trick on there even more because it's actually a challenge. Also, it has sections that are really chilled, like there's a really low manual pad, which is just really easy to ride um, and to grind. Or my favorite section, the bank-to-bank with a grass uh, grass gap in the middle and a brick latch on the side. It's a really simple feature. And those are the kind of things I would like to see more, and not the like drawn out flats with a couple of uh, barriers, like the Asi Number no. Ten Park from 
Like yeah, the, yeah, that's. Um, I don't dislike that section because yeah, it's fun to ride. Yeah, but it's already been seen. I, I guess uh, yeah, and, I get what and, you mean. Yeah, and it's not even being seen on another Black River Park because I haven't seen that kind of section. But I'm maybe I haven't seen that much. But it didn't feel like a like brand new, new thing. Yeah, it was yeah. like a big mani pad with a few different levels and a few barriers on the side. It wasn't yeah. something completely out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, for example, um, I really enjoy the parks that Mike builds because those really only focus on rideability. Mm. Like he just uh, puts his stuff together and, and decides from scratch how's, how's this going to be and always... Um, mixes weird materials like there's yeah. always elements of wood concrete, granite metal, there's everything in there and it just makes the park way more fun to me because it's, it's, it, it varies really yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, like I don't mean to bash on Black River but uh, in Black River parks they always have the bricks and I, I'm not a fan of bricks no, me and neither. I would much, much rather see like a granite ledge or yeah. The thing like... with the with the bricks is that um, that really came into uh, being a thing around the hype times. So is like 2012. Yeah, yeah, 2011, 12-ish. Um, so they really focused on that, and they kind of never gave it up, really. Yeah, because. Um, yeah, there's, there's tons of parks and every park. Yeah, and... yeah, there's tons of parks that have them, um, but also Black River parks in the past used to implement also granite elements. Like yes, for example, exactly. the G, the G7 park has or the two... G8. Oh yeah, G8, G7 and G8 have both stone elements yeah, even, that even are G8, really rideable. G8 has two different mm -hmm. granite parts and. I really like both, and yeah. I hate the brick ledge. At oh, that wasn't a brick ledge in, in the, the beginning, start, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was just a, met a metal coping. Yeah, and I, I would prefer something like that much more, or or doing doing like a slab of granite in between wood, like uh, as, a sur as a rideable surface. Oh, okay. Like just, just switching it up a bit, uh -huh, uh -huh. and not doing... Because bricks are cool but doing everything out of bricks every time is a bit repetitive yeah. and for sure and the older curbs with bricks <clears throat> i nah yeah i'm Just not nah. a big fan of mm -hmm. those and speaking of the uh, the whole as number 10 park I recently saw a picture, and I think it was in the story of uh, either Martin Ehrenberger, the owner of Black River, or Black River uh, itself, and it showed a progress on the uh, Fast Fingers number 20 park. Oh, yeah. But I w wasn't able to find the picture, uh -huh. and, uh, so we thought we would just talk about what we would like to see and so far what i yeah. can what i can tell you is it looks similar to the other number 10 mm -hmm. or at least it's from the same from the same, same realm. concept yeah yeah it's uh, <clears throat> the, 
the huge stair set section looked different and the flat section looked different. Oh, but, that's good. Yeah, but still, those were recognizable. Okay, like, I guess. It wasn't like yeah, they yeah. weren't there, and it also wasn't like they were the same, but... Yeah. Just a bit switched up, yeah. not radically yeah, different. Not, exactly, not radically different. We're not going back to like a G8 or yeah, yeah, a, for sure. like something in that style of building. Yeah, that park. Hmm. I don't know, to be quite honest. Because uh, um, for a park, you also have to think about if you want to use it in a contest, as a contest park. You mean the Asinamatan uh, park? Exactly. Yeah. Um, that park is okay for a run. I mean, it's it's not outstanding for a run. I think the best uh, Black River Park for a run is and remains the G8. Um, and I'm not a big fan of the G8 as a run park. Yeah, really? I don't... I mean, I've never ridden a run on there. I mean, I haven't ridden a real contest run in 13 years. <laughs> but only one small contest in Hamburg. But the what I... I really don't like the free wobbles on the G8. Yeah, yeah. And I would much rather them being something else, like a small Many bank to bank or, or something. Yeah. Bank, yeah, something like that. But the park itself is really cool. And, yeah. And hmm. it's probably a good contest park, but... Yeah. Yeah, but back to the, the Aussie number 10 park. Um, if you... If you do a run on there, it's it's quite okay. Uh, for a best trick section, it's okay as well because you've got spots, you know. But for the best like, trick section, what I didn't like was that it it wasn't symmetrical and some spots didn't exist at all as a left-handed option. Like I'm not saying we have to have everything uh, mirrored. Yeah. But like. A handrail just being on the regular right-hand side, like right-hand Yeah, regular. I get what you mean. I like to have a, a rail you can right-switch as well, to yeah. be honest, or fake you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and that gets difficult for left-handed. Uh, exactly. Left-handed, like at, um, at least put two rails in there. They can be completely different, but... Uh, yeah, just I, put them there. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. um, I was judging the contest, and we were... We were really struggling if we should do a, a best trick yeah. uh, just on the uh, on the hip section with the brick ledge on top, because uh, okay, because when that's if, the only symmetrical spot exactly, and it turned out that we didn't have a left handed rider in okay, the so so it was five. fine, yeah, so it was fine, but we f- we talked about maybe switching it up if we have a left hand person in there. Yeah, yeah. For left-handed, you basically just have the big gap, mm-hmm. and that's it. You don't really have interesting spots. Of course, you can do switch, you can do the rail switch, yeah. but it's not like it's... It was primarily built for a right-handed, a right-handed rider. Person. Yeah, mm-hmm. and to of be course. ridden regular. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I get that. Um, so what what would you like to see in a park? <sighs> I like center sections. I like a good centerpiece. Yeah, a centerpiece that is varied, that has um, lots of elements. Um, I like. I love double stairs, for example. Me too. I, I love Me too. flat double stairs, like yeah. where you can, for example, do a trick into the gap to a manual, 
and then just a big spin out or whatever, yeah. um, or just ride the rail and, and, and take the spot hole, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm more of a fan of really big starting sections or like a really big end piece. I really like the, is it a G14? The, the angled one. Uh, which one is that? That's the G... <laughs> Shoot me dead. I don't know. I uh, think it's a G14. But anyways, um, I really like the end piece because it's, it has a lot of things going and it, you can do a lot of different things on it. It has like the different heights uh, on yeah, the many, the, many pet section. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It has and a, there's the stairs and yeah, the ledge. And the big, big hubba ledge, which is basically an angled many pad. Mm -hmm. Then the, uh, there are things I don't like about that section, like that the, uh, the round rail is angled. But well, that's, that's the, so whole, hard to ride. the whole concept of the park. It's like everything is angled. And I, I think I would like the center section of that park much more if it was... Fun fact, you know who helped design that one? No. Jay Linehan. Oh, okay. Because uh, I really think the end, the end piece is mm, probably my favorite. Yeah. And But on the other side of the park, it feels like whoever built it run out of ideas. <laughs> like, and that's what I always felt with a few Black River parks. That sometimes one side is really cool and really thought out and then... Yeah, it's a quarter you, on the other side. You just you just lose like, it on <laughs> like the, the, on the ending. Number 10. It mm -hmm. just has a quarter, a single quarter pipe on in one corner and nothing on the rest. Yeah, exactly. That's and a bit off letting for sure. Yeah, and, and that, I, but it gives you at least um, a, a possibility to like carve up and you know like return to the other side for for, for yes, a run. But, uh, I, but I get what you mean. It's it's a bit poor. Yeah, and. Uh, at at the other number ten, uh, Ramon was I think the only one who used the whole park multiple times. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he made a point of uh, of doing everything in one go and just continuing until he <laughs> didn't have time anymore. Didn't do a single flip trick, just slides and went on, uh, around the park three times and it was one of the best scores. I think it was the best score in the. In the first yeah, section. makes sense. I'm not sure if the second run was also no, or if that run would have held up to other runs in the second yeah. part of the contest. But doing simple tricks around the park is sometimes something you don't really see. So it can score higher than somebody who just rides two section. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a, a stay on is really considered in a high place. Like consistency is always a category yeah. that you judge in in contests. Yeah. So um, basically, just uh, doing basics, but keeping it stay on can give you a really high score in some instances. And if you really also make it look well, you could also like. Uh, barking some 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 style points. So yeah, and if you use the whole park, that is always something I like to see yeah. judging. Like I judged, I think only two contests, but those were quite big. Mm -hmm. I judged the fast Fingers ten and the Aussie number ten. Yeah, I think I have something with the number ten. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, both we uh, like there were 
discussions, what we should look at, and uh, after some runs we had to debate for a while, because we were like, how do we score this? Because this, this one was different than everything else, and yeah. it doesn't always have to be a good thing. And it can sometimes make things hard to judge. And for sure. if I see some someone riding, like for example at, at the Asinama 10 park, just riding the double set, mm-hmm. but doing like some gnarly tricks and some regular tricks and something on the lower, uh, at the lower end of the rail, it's cool and it can be very technical, but I like it much more if, if it's... If it showcases the park a bit more. Yeah, that's not a run. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. That's more like a session, and a lot of people uh, create misunderstand. Their run. <laughs> yeah, they they write their run as if they would just have a session at the park, and it's more like you should try to plan out your uh, your your run a bit, and at least do something like I'm gonna do a trick here, gonna tr- do a nollie trick here, and I wanna do this specific trick on the specific obstacle i don't know to be honest like that's not how i ride a run okay Um, how do you ride your runs um i ride the run like i'm not a contest person but i had one year where things were going well i don't know um and i kind of went there with no expectations whatsoever and just let it flow basically yeah but that uh, I um, think to be to to be able to do that, you have to you have to be a very good rider. No, uh, that's the thing. Um, contests and expectations are not two things that go well together. If that's you true. if that's you true. if you walk up there and tell yourself you're gonna do a kickflip down that stair and you bail that first kickflip, it's gonna set you back mentally. Yeah, that's and why I. That's why I approach my runs, or used to back then, more like I want to do something here, want to do something here, and I had a specific trick only for my ender. Yeah, exactly. Just do a best trick at the end and yeah. maybe bail on that one, but the rest just flow it, just fuck it. Yeah, just and, and I, re- I really like uh, things like just looking at a line, because for example, the uh, the fast fingers, I, was, uh, I had my best run, was uh, Fast Fingers number 9, which had a huge park. Like, mm. it was, I think, double or triple the size of a regular uh, yeah. uh, Black River Park. And on that one, on the first run, I just focused on what I'm good at. And yeah. the run basically came out of nowhere. I was ranked very high. All my friends freaked out because <laughs> nobody saw me riding like that. I always thought, uh, I only ride transition and that's stupid. And I did my thing and that scored very high. On the second, I tried to do what the judges were expecting or what I thought the judges were expecting. And I failed miserably because I wasn't feeling great and I got nervous and I was missing tricks. So just play to your strengths. Like if you're good at transition, try to uh, work out your run in a way that you end up at a transition once in a while. If you good with like manual tricks, try to find a section where you can do do a cool manual trick and you don't have to approach it like gonna do a nolly tray many yeah. big spin out. But exactly. If you are good at flip in, flip out 
and you've never ridden a contest, don't, don't try. Don't. <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah, like, uh, contest runs really need to be simplified, and there's a bit of margin for error on contests. Like, you, there are things like a contest make, but still you should more aim at landing clean yeah. and doing less tricks rather than doing a million attempts and landing ten. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, the whole how you ride and how you approach contests are is something that I think we should talk about with people who are a bit more accomplished at contests uh, than yeah, we yeah, have. Sure. And maybe we find someone that we could have a chat with before the Fast Fingers. Yeah, that's that's something we wanted to um, to do, uh, to get maybe um, the... Maybe someone. Maybe, maybe someone. Maybe someone. We have, we have someone see. in mind. Because um, right now, Fast Fingers is around three weeks away, uh, and yeah. it there hasn't been a Fast Fingers since 2016, so it's been a while. Now that you say, I still... I have to see how I get down there. <laughs> yeah, me too. So I have to book my ticket. But yeah, I'm really interested uh, to see people because I know that, for example, Fabian Schreiter is going to show up. Oh yeah, that's cool. I have no idea if he's riding a run. I would say he won't because he's more the the rider who just goes for it on his own time. Yeah, he's like, not really a contest he, rider. He never was true. a big contest rider. And, but I also know that uh, he always was a bit... It was something that he wasn't happy about never winning a contest. Because he was <laughs> close a couple times, but he never won a contest. And yeah, for we'll basically one of the best fingerboarders, that's something... And I would say he is one of the best. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's something... Maybe that itch scratches him enough to enter. And maybe we yeah I get that get like we'll see what the future twenty uh, uh, like two thousand eight Fabian Schreiterbeck or something like that. <laughs> but speaking of Fabi, um, he also has a signature wheel with uh, Winkler, and wheels really also play a part in in a run or in in how you ride oh, a horse. Oh yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> there, there are certain like there are so many different wheels and. Not every wheel is for every surface. Oh yeah, for sure. I, for example, I have a spare set of uh, street edition uh, J wheels that I'm gonna use if the contest park is actually wood, because which it will probably be, yeah. because the Black River edition Js are just like way too grippy on wood. So, no way. Yeah, I I also really like the street uh, shape of the Js. Yeah, I had. A different material, I think, uh, a different shape. I think I had the regular J, J4s? No. J, J4 have, is the bigger one. Yeah, I have the bigger one. And that one was way too grippy for me. Oh yeah, exactly. That cause... one felt more like an oak wheel. Mm-mm. And some people like very grippy wheels on wood. Yeah, whew. I'm I'm more in the other camp. I I really like very slippery wheels, like the... Fatman's and also the Fabi uh, wheels, like both from Winkler. I really like both wheels, and I also really like uh, flat face wheels and specifically the black ones and and the turquoise ones. I'm not that big on the J's. Yeah, yet. on 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 wood, um, you really have to um, 
get the the right type of, of hardness because um, really if the wheel is too grippy you're not going to get stuff done basically um, but I don't know the thing is um, I mainly don't ride on wood um, yeah you're so more of a granite exactly granite and marble and sometimes concrete um, if I find a good concrete um, surface um, the thing is it I used to be big on hard wheels, like uh, I used um, the flat face white material, which is like one of the hardest materials out there. Um, really slippery and um, also the surface, the riding surface of the uh, street edition is a bit uh, thinner. So you basically don't have that much contact with the surface you're riding on. Uh, but once I started to use the J's, I kind of found out for myself that, um, especially when riding backside on something, um, the the extra grip really gives me that extra precision to hold the flip steady down the line, kind of. And switching back to white or harder wheels, now I tend to kind of slip out of my path and, and miss the grind, so yeah. Yeah, and I just never do backside tricks. <laughs> like, for some reason, I'm not that big on backside tricks. I have a couple ones I'm good at and that yeah. I do regularly, but that's pretty much it. And But I want to get back to the riding surface, like the the width of your mm-hmm. wheel, of the, the actually of the wheel that touches the riding surface, because that makes such a big difference i have two different sets of j's yeah. and one is way too grippy pretty much on anything mm-hmm. and the other one is a bit more more on a harder urethane basically yeah it's yeah. like not as soft as uh, as a oak good, wheels a good in between kind yeah. of it it's a very good in between and i could actually see see myself using that as a like all purpose yeah. setup but I really fell in love with the Fat Man wheels, and mm-hmm. also Fat Man is quite a good friend of ours. He's a regular yeah, for shop, sure. and he's a cool dude. And I don't know why, but I just like riding those wheels. Maybe it's because I know him and I know him well, but maybe it's just because I really like the wheels. And yeah. it took me a while to get there. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. didn't like those wheels from the beginning, and only since I had they are them really on... wide. Yeah, they are really wide. And only since I had them on the specific setup there now, which is a, a, a five lug, uh, 33.3 millimeters with Black River 32 millimeter trucks. Uh-huh. Only since then I really enjoy them. And those are the kind of things you have to figure out with a lot of wheels. Like what, how wide can my trucks be with those wheels? Cause oh, yeah, exactly. there are very, Tiny wheels. And For very... example, if you take Oak Minis on a truck, um, yeah. and then you just have like the nuts sticking out, and that looks. Yeah. Some people don't like. Interesting. That. Some people do like that. And for example, the uh, Cartwheel Mini wheels. Mm-hmm. They always like uh, Simon from Cartwheels always makes a point of the wheel uh, covering the whole, uh, covering the whole nut. Oh yeah, and but that makes in in instance of the cartwheels, it makes the wheel much wider, mm-hmm. and 
yeah, some people don't like how wide cartwheels are. But yeah, I get that. But cartwheels uh, just released or just announced a collaboration with a fingerboard connoisseur. Oh yeah, for sure, I and, saw that. The white or white? Yeah, or but is it? It's more. Uh, no, it's more about the uh, the shape. It's a oh, new shape. Okay. It's a more narrow shape. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, and so, and it was funny because I uh, rode with Simon and was like, "Why don't you have shorter shorter wheels?" It was like just something that I asked myself a couple times. Yeah. And he was like, "Um, gonna show you something." <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh yeah. Yeah, but it's really there are so many different wheels. Oh yeah, and it's, it's really um, exploded in the last couple months. For sure, you really, you, you really um, like. F for me, for example, it's like that. You need to um, think about three basic things. There's the shape. There's the material, and there's the bearing. Like you really, um, I need a good combination of all three. I need a good shape. I need um, the material is is basically not that important to me. It just got now that the J's got released, uh, but the bearing, the bearing has always been my yeah. my main concern. It, it needs a good bearing. If if not, I don't know. It's just yeah, like, it's just not for me. I hate when bearings slip out. Or when you have to pop them back in. Oh yeah, and that's one of the reasons I'm not big on jo uh, on joy codes. I mean, mm -hmm. I I have a set, and on that set uh, the bearings didn't slip once. Mm. But as far as I know, that's it's a common issue. Yeah, it's not. It's really uncommon to have your bearings not slip on joy codes. Yeah, and also the bearings of joy codes aren't that great. Yeah, then not the cleanest. They don't have the cleanest turning feel for for me, at least. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's always uh, an interesting debate on what a good bearing is. Like I know some fingerboard wheel makers say, "Hey, the wheel just spins for ages, so it's a good bearing." <laughs> and some, yeah, well, some more focus on that it runs smoothly. And I I know that you, for example showed me a lot uh, <clears throat> how to treat fresh bearings yeah yeah it's um it's it's really more about f for me at least it's really more about the smoothness of the bearing because that also tells you how durable the bearing is yeah. like you know uh, the thinner the the rim in the cage that is guiding the spheres in the bearing is the smoother and more durable the bearing is going to be. If you have a bearing that runs freely when you screw the wheel on, that just makes like... Yeah. And spins for 30 seconds. Well, that wheel is going to last six months tops. Because um, the rim is just so big already that the spheres can spin freely. So really, it's just about... In, in that case, it's just about lubricating the wheel well with a good viscous fat and then you Yeah, done. but also a lot of people over-lubricate their wheels. <laughs> um, when, when I got my J's, they were quite... They were a bit stuck. Yeah. And, but still, I only... I first screwed them on, uh, moved the deck around for a bit, then put a tiny drop of 
oil on all when I realized, okay, they just need something because usually you don't want to lubricate fresh bearings or fresh wheels. At least I usually don't. I usually just break them in a yeah. bit. And then after time I realized, okay, they do need a bit more lubrication or they don't. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's all you do, basically. Yeah, and I never put a single drop of oil on them again. Like, yeah, and I had them for a couple months now. And so many times at the Azi shop, I see people, mostly younger kids, asking for oil after every session. And I'm like, huh. So, I mean, it's... it depends on the bearings, and some bearings yeah. out there are really shitty. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, no. But it's sometimes also about uh, taking care of a wheel. Oh, like, yeah. For example, when I traded away my oaks, I was quite convinced that they were in probably as good as condition as when I bought, bought them. them. Yeah. And I uh, traded one of them to Tyrone, who is specifically rough with setups and mm-hmm. everything. Oh, yeah. And after he wrote them for a week, they looked like they've been used for years. Yeah, for and sure. He's one of the most extre- extreme yeah. cases, he, for sure. He and Ramon, uh, like <laughs> Ramon Angelo, those riders really tear through. Yeah, Ramon, and Ramon is just like a durability test. If you want to test wheels, send them to Ramon. Yeah, or, or axles. Or, or d- yeah. basically everything. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, sometimes I just unscrew my uh, wheels and clean the bearing with with like a Q-tip or something. Oh, okay. I mean that takes away the lubrication. So if you do that, you sometimes need to re-lubricate, but just take out the junks of like random goo that uh, yeah. land in your wheel after a while. Yeah, yeah. That uh, can do much more than just lubricating because. If you just put oil on there as much as possible, but it's still a bunch of dirt in there. You're probably going to get the dirt in. Yeah. Which is going to be detrimental, even worse. You're ruining uh, the wheel much more than don't. But sometimes there are wheels that just have a shitty bearing or a shitty (laughs) wheel. And like before we started recording, uh, you actually removed a bearing of one of my flat face sets like of my joy uh, jays yeah because you know like the bearings still are um industrially um uh, manufactured so um it's it's basically mass production so it can happen that um one set of bearings just didn't uh, wasn't lubricated properly and in the transport or somewhere along the line got just rusty that, yeah, and, and fucked up. <laughs> and you, you can really feel that because it feels a bit junky, junky but I think in crusty, most... Crusty, yeah. yeah. a bit crusty. <laughs> and I think in most cases you just uh, contact the seller and exactly, figure yeah. things out. But yeah, since I bought it from Kata, who bought it uh, like FBS, who bought it from uh, Mike and was my first order of FBS, I thought like, hey, I'm... I don't want to stir up yeah. stuff, and I know that she has to go through a lot, and I I knew that I still had uh, uh, flat face uh, swirls where one of the set broke. Oh yeah. So I knew that I had bearings left. So if we're, push comes to shove, I could always change the bearing. Exactly. Which we just did today. So and I just did a a, a little surgical procedure, yeah. and and so, it's done. So sometimes you can't do anything about bearing. 
but if it's something that right after you receive a, a fresh wheel like a brand new wheel from a company just contact them and at least ask if if that's normal because yeah like usually said, the, customer service is quite quite good throughout yeah. this fingerboard scene because like i said the jays at the beginning didn't move at all but that was very like after a few minutes that all went away and after one lubrication they're pretty much perfect yeah so some some materials behave different than others some bearings behave different than others and sometimes it's just the riding surface you're on if you if the wheel doesn't grip on your surface because it's like glass or something <laughs> just end up pushing the wheel over the surface without actually turning the wheel yeah so when uh, when testing wheels i would recommend a surface that you would also use as a spot like, exactly like something you're accustomed to like yeah your basic home spot basically yeah and there there are so many wheels uh, or wheel companies that seem to explode in the last few months and i know that we touched on it a little bit oh yeah but there are so many wheels that i would like to try or at least oh, yeah. like to see but sometimes like a lot of them are urethane based wheels and i'm i just realized that i'm not that big of a fan of urethane for example i'm i'm, I'm super um curious about the dynamic wheels that just got released yesterday like that's something they're really big on because um, the shape is asymmetrical, so that's really interesting and really um, realistic. Like it's actually designed with a skateboard wheel in mind. And the other thing is that um, the grip and material, or at least the grip, should be similar to the J's. So basically, like my perfect uh, grip formula. So I'm really interested. Like I'm. Let's see. And also, it was had one of the best captions oh, yeah, uh, for sure. lately. <laughs> so, check out the dynamic post. Oh yeah, oh yeah, do that. So, yeah, um, we hope that we can record uh, another podcast before we leave for Fast Fingers. We will try. Yeah, but uh, if we don't, or even if we do record another one... Like, feel free to hit me up at uh, at Fast Fingers. I always enjoy riding with people I haven't ridden before, and I'm addicted to gamma skates. So yeah, challenge for sure. me. <laughs> we will be there, and yeah, we look forward to the session. Yeah. So yeah, and if you have a question, how to get there or anything, like, just shoot shoot me a message, and yeah. So yeah, either. You're gonna hear us uh, before we leave, or you will just see us at Fast Fingers. And so, then we will be back with a massive recap. Yeah. And maybe I even try to bring the mic, and maybe we can see if we do something on the Ooh, road. Oh, some stand-up interviews. Yeah, may maybe. Well, I, let's see. I mean, I, let's not... Let's not, <laughs> let's not promise too much. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, um, thank you for, uh, so much for listening, and we're gonna... Talk to you in the next episode. Yeah, yeah, we're done. We're sorry. <laughs> we're all sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.